0: Shut
1: up and sit down. I'm totally going to go vegan this season.
0: My mind's on fire,
1: so I ride my bike. I'm riding harder.
2: You shaved your legs? Does shaving your legs really make a difference? Man, shaved legs make such a difference. Look at that guy with the hairy
0: legs.
1: You are listening to The Dial Podcast with Matthew Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Optional listening required. I'm totally going vegetarian this
2: season. Eating is cheating, man. I think protein's really gonna help me out in my season. Hey, man, do you have a gel? you guys have some lube I can borrow?
3: Hi, and welcome back to the D.O.B. Podcast. I am Jake Von Durgan. I'm here with Lance friggin' Hepler.
4: Lance is in the house. Sir Lance-a-lot the sexy right here live in person. Oh, He's oh, been wow.
1: thinking about that name for four It's weeks. a pleasure to see you for today.
2: While. Your nicknames get better and better. Like <laughs> a fine wine. It's just good that I sound
4: good on this podcast this week instead of like I'm and talking wife. from inside a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Awesome. To his right, Matt Grand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look younger <laughs> and hey, sexier than ever. More handlebars. <laughs> sexier than ever. More <laughs> mustachey.
1: <laughs>
3: and uh, last but not least, it's been a minute for this guy,
1: too, Mr. Evan Price. Well, I'd that's what we were drinking, but I thought Matt was sipping on our muck off. Muck off. Drive, drive train cleaner hey, 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 here. This is a family show. And this is <laughs> and this is this is not what he's drinking. He's drinking a Kirkland sparkling water. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks Thanks Kirkland. I was very worried for him for a second there. But.
4: <laughs> wait, it has been a while since all four of us have sat at this table actually. The boys are back in town.
1: Who's going to sing the song?
2: The boys are back in town. The, bo- <laughs> the boys are back in town now. for the next 4 no, minutes, I
3: think. It. Is <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> it? Yeah, that's it. Come on. I'm out of it. Love it. Um, let's do some back pill. and I'm going to let Evan go first, because there's a chance he might have to get up and leave, because he's got people he's needs to uh, go help do stuff with. I don't know. <laughs> they're, just, like,
1: they're just kids, you know, yeah. yeah. Kids, can, the kids need your
4: instruction.
1: They can just play on the monkey bars out there, you know. That was, <laughs> I was thinking about putting, putting like, a play set out there <laughs> so I could just do strength classes with kids and have them just swing sets swing and the monkey, monkey bars. bars and and. Get a new ply wall out. That's for what right, high, high schoolers you are doing yeah. now. I know, right? Yeah, I got a painting mural for them now, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on. What's up, Evan? Um, not a whole lot. God, since the last time I was on here, did I even talk about? I can't even remember the the, the last time I was like fully on for a backpedal. It's been a bit. Um, tonight I'm going to engagement photos with Cassie, Ooh. which is going to be fun. Oh. Oh. That's cool. yeah, we're getting closer and closer to like more wedding stuff getting decided, which is exciting. That is- yeah, woo, woo. Cassie's organizing on top of it. If it like, was up to me, we'd be like last minute on everything yeah, and just in silly. trouble all the time. But we're like <laughs> most everything is the all the important things are basically. Does she handled. have a dress. She just this last weekend, her sister flew into town. They picked out a dress. Yeah, well, it's getting real. Wow. Yeah, she's got a dress. We got photos tonight. I have a shirt I'm apparently supposed to wear. So. Yeah. As,
4: as long as somebody else uh, presses it for you, you'll show up looking exactly. good. It's, that's that, that's <laughs> a fine part. Yes, you want me to leave like
2: a car running it's, in the you know like car ready to go like, getaway car. Please do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How many times
3: have the words "yes, dear" been uttered in the mass? Uh, a lot. Like, four a year, lot. Four it's, or five months.
1: It's yeah. It's it's been very. It's it's been fun because she like is very. We're both very simple and organized with it, so it's not like there's nothing over the top happening. But for me, I'm glad that it's just getting handled and taken care of, and that we're both. Like well, she's got a schedule, so I know the things I got to do. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just do that this weekend. But there's very little stress with it, which is good. Yeah. She's hyper-organized. I mean, there's very being organized, organized and then there's very like organized. Her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she knows how to, how to make things. And it's not even it, – it's great because it's not like a neurotic type A behavior. It's just like very sequential. She just gets it done sequential. like quietly. Yeah, yeah very sequential. Yeah. Which is good because outside of that, training has been going very normal. There's not like my training lifestyle is amazingly boring. That, that's what I I'm think realizing. This is good.
2: I think th- this is your oh, success. Your this is my bread and butter is right is like here. Boring.
1: Oh, I know. Whenever anybody's like, man, like, you know, what What did it. What's the secret? <laughs> What's the secret? I was like, like, 12 years. 12 years, years of, of just boredom. Very that's consistent. I, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I used to think and the same thing with very running. Bo- yeah. I was like, running is the best example. I was like, for things. running?
2: Yep. People would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come do 100 mile week
1: with you. And I'm like, no, you're not. You can start with me. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it's just How do you get 100 miles, which when boring. you start at 70, you do that for a year, then you, then you do 80, then you do 90, and, and then you're mad and and then, it's like, and then, But no, but like the thing is, it's like it, there's nothing exciting. It's like, yeah, what are you gonna do tomorrow?
2: Wake run. up, run, do yeah. go to the same time. Know, then the next afternoon, you go for a run. What's and that book? The
1: Solitude of the Long, Long Distance, the runner. Loneliness, the of Loneliness, the Long, di- the long Distance, runner. but like yeah.
2: you're that guy. This is, I mean, I yeah. think it's like the perfect thing for you. Just stick yeah. it out as long as possible. This is why
1: Josh Mondo is the one guy, who yeah, will do these workouts with me. We went out on Saturday, and he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're going to Vancouver Lake, we're getting in the aero tuck, and we're doing 8 by 8 minutes. Yeah. There you go, back and forth. Nothing exciting. We're not Nothing going exciting. over bridges. We're not looking at nice views. <laughs> You're tucking in the aero position, <laughs> yep. and we're working for that long. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it's been fun.
2: Good I'm time. glad you have
1: someone. Yes, exactly.
3: Matt LeGrand, what the heck have you been up to?
2: Um, biking a little bit. Nothing too crazy. I biked with Sean and Shelley on Saturday. Nice. Went to Washougal. Nothing crazy happened in Washougal right? Like, Washigold, yeah. usually you'll have someone yell at you, throw something at you.
0: Where about some Washigold
1: did you that. go?
2: We went, whatever Evan told us. Did Shelly
1: cracks me up. She has no idea how to use Strava, which I thought was funny. She, yeah, and she's she, she was telling me, she's, like, she's like, how do I find Sky and Gibson? I was like, Strava? She's like, what? Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'll like, Sean. I'll well, Sean handle yeah. that. Or, yeah, I was like, any, Sean can any, handle that <laughs> <Allen."> one. <laughs> any map or mapping information. Shelly's just got an engine for day. She just looks down the road and hammers. She doesn't need to know where she's going. We kind of did this, like, kind of a a out and back you know you throw
2: a couple little loops in there Mm -hmm. um but like out you know gibson because i think that's the best way to go sure traffic yeah gibson would be the best that and then um there's this little road that just shoots off and i was like this guy this road goes nowhere but this uh, this is the conversation that we have all the time when we're biking like i'm like this road goes nowhere but it's awesome let's do it and uh and so i took them and they're cursing me out because it's like
0: (laughs) oh was that the road up up to the right there yeah 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 i know the one you're talking about maybe mines yeah maybe
4: mines is that the segment no, yeah, that's the name of the road. There's Maybe so, Mines.
2: Anyway, so you turn right on it, it goes up, it goes nowhere. Go but there's this yeah. trail off of it, like this gravel trail. and it's Oh, really? At the very yeah, end? It's, it's part of the Cape Horn Trail. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I'll show you sometime. Yeah, that's, that's, that's oh, not all, all the way to Maybe Mines.
3: That sounds like the Strunk, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Once you get out there to the end of you Gibson before you go down Pleasanton. Yeah, you go right Pleasanton. up Strunk, and then yeah. it... It, and there's a trailhead it, up there, yeah. And it Sometimes gravels out over yep. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and if you take it up, maybe mines—they wouldn't have been mad at you. They would have punched you in the nose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then I was taking <laughs> him. I was taking him back, and I couldn't remember the name of the hill. But there's a hill that climbs back, back into Camus towards um, towards Camus High School. It's, sure. What's the name of that hill? I don't Deer or something? No. Um, Deerfield. It's, it's basically. It's off. I River, it's road. Off River Road yeah. and you take a right and it's
3: I think the name of the segment's Deer or something that's probably oh, what I okay. know it as mm-hmm. but that's I know probably. what you're talking about anyway
2: we went up there and I was like this is a tough hill you guys Blair. are going to hate me after this and then they were like Shelly was like I'm turning around I'm not doing it <laughs> she literally she literally <laughs> she turned said, around no I'm not she could have also
1: okay. said Evan said Sky and Gibson not Sky and Gibson plus Random yes. Gravel Road at least this <laughs> time it was, <laughs> it was fun we had a good time cool
2: yep that's it All that's right. my back pedal good enough
1: Lance Hepler yo you've
3: been gone a long time.
4: Four weeks. How many miles? I think I. I think I drove like nine thousand yeah, miles hear this before you leave. <laughs> I think before, I drove nine, 9 thousand 9,
1: miles. <laughs> 9, miles in four weeks. Per yeah. week, that comes out. You we were making almost a trip across America a week. Um, I mean, America's 3,000 well, miles, so you're yeah, we, two-thirds of the way. We
4: took the long way going there, and then we took the long way coming back. <laughs> so
1: I think anytime you're touching South Dakota, that's the long way to anywhere. You know what he I, said? Like, favorite. So, like South Dakota, anywhere, you're like, that's the long way. You, <laughs> you, you, you went the long, the long way. way. He <laughs> said Alabama was his favorite part. He <laughs> took the time to make an awesome video about that, it, too. Yeah. That was the best video I've ever seen was, was let's really go great. around and ask. I love people. So they're like, no. They're like, who is <laughs> this? Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry what? for that poor state little kid that what? Like, ran away from 90s, <laughs> you. 97 state champ? Cross country? What? Like cross Don't even know the sport. They, they wouldn't even like, know this. What's, cross, what's cross
3: country?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That, I don't remember who I told that. <laughs> You're in a
3: grocery store. There's
4: a lady oh, yeah, there I'm in your son.
1: If you would have ran into somebody, that would have been the greatest YouTube video I think I ever saw. Someone that knew me. yeah one guy He'd be like yeah, yeah, I raced him. That yeah, and I, I beat him. I, I used to beat him, 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 him
0: all I the time. It's
1: like ninety-seven, you didn't win that race.
4: <laughs> yeah. See Evan? All right, we've lost Evan. He stepped out to go. Uh, coach, coach, kids. Work, yeah, whatever, whatever he does. No, that little boy. I think what I was saying. I don't know if I told this last week or not, but um, I, I like I I asked his mom the questions and she said no, and so then I just moved the camera down and and he he was like a. What Was he like a five-year-old yeah, yeah. Like he was little five. black boy, just adorable, cute little kid? And I leaned down and says, "Hey, do you do you know Matt LeGrand?" And he just looked at me with fear and hid behind his mom. Like yeah. he no,
3: he ran behind, <laughs> he ran behind, his, behind mom. his mom. He <laughs> couldn't have been farther. Like I want to be so far away from this guy right now. Get away from me, creepy man. <laughs> and then
4: and then I turn off the camera and I thank her. I'm like, "Hey, thank you for letting me do that. I appreciate it. This is gonna be funny." Blah blah blah. And I turn around and I hear the little boy go, "Mom, that." Guy scares me. I <laughs> <laughs> in there with Brandy. We're both like, did he just say that out loud? That is hilarious.
3: At least buy him a piece of candy or something like that. Or? No, it would have been creepier if I bought him candy. Hey, you kids want some candy? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: little boy, do you want some candy? Oh uh, yeah. So I had a great time. I did not come I, I think last week on the podcast I was just gonna come back the normal way and we decided not to. We went yeah. we went a different route. I think that's good. Yeah. We ended up going to Bentonville, Arkansas. How was that? You it, said
2: trails were good. It was awesome. Like 100 miles of trails or something.
4: There's there's 150 miles of trails in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, I did 30 of them. I think I did 30 miles of trails there, and mm-hmm. they they're fantastic. Great signs, maps at every corner. Every intersection had a had a directional place to tell you which way to go. Um, anything that was like sketchy had a warning sign before it, uh, lots of like bridges and like, um, yeah, the infrastructure was just as good as I've seen.
3: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The Walmart family is the one who dumped like millions and millions of dollars into the whole trail system
2: into biking. I think
4: the very first Walmart store was in Bentonville, Arkansas because they were Sam Walton was from. Bentonville, lived there. Did you go there? Uh no. It's all it's a it's a it's a museum now. It's a history museum. It was called Walton's Five and Dime or Walton's Five Ten or something like that. And then he expanded from there into Walmart. So there's all this Walmart money there. The Walt the Walton family are uh they're big into cycling and so they have just they've they spent a ton of money building all these trails. I, that's the story i hear i don't exactly know the story but it yeah it's probably it, like it stemmed one
2: of the walmart
4: kids maybe to it they're all billionaires but yeah. but bentonville is like completely behind it not only all the mountain that's biking cool. trails but there's like 50 miles of like of of paved um road cycling like trails like dedicated for like, just yes dedicated for bikes wow yeah so tons of yeah. It was awesome. The The trails, they were built well. They had, you know, there were beautiful bank turns and oh, it was just fantastic. Uh, what I was saying on Strava is that the trails there are as good, the infrastructure there is as good as Moab, which I kind of hold as the gold standard. Sure. Just um, Just because there's so many great trails in Moab and it it's it's easy to find trails. They're all they're all marked. You know, you it's it's hard to it's hard to get lost sure. in Moab. It's the same thing there in Bentonville. The only thing Bentonville doesn't have is it's all in the woods, so there's no views. You're not you don't come out to this like gorgeous vista which you get all over the place in Moab or sure. in Park City. You get gorgeous vistas. But the trails themselves just as much fun to ride. I had a blast riding there. We nice. rode a couple days and had a good time. From there we headed uh we headed towards Montana, but we ended up having a great day in South Dakota. Where was I? South Dakota. Oh, South
0: Dakota. I'm trying to remember. You were
2: you were hanging out at the biker was. bars, oh but you gosh. were in the wrong biker type outfit. <laughs> so it's there Sturgis. Was, yeah. So the Sturgis bike rally start,
4: started like this on Friday and we were okay. in we were we were there on Thursday and we didn't know that. Know. I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. It's kind of fun. The Sturgis bike rally. It's overwhelming. Seven hundred thousand yeah. bikers g- like converge on this during this 10-day event in Sturgis. So it's just everybody who rides motorcycles, you you gotta do Sturgis once, apparently. And so uh, yeah, every every little town within a hundred miles of yep. there just were overrun with motorcycles the like the main streets they shut them down so only only motorcycles can go through and they're all packed
2: with things well in the black mountains it's all the same thing right i mean it's just like that's the spot
3: how do they police that just out of curiosity because you know most motorcycle guys are pretty cool but i'm sure some unsavory folks descend upon there and if it's a certain percentage of 700,000 people how do you
4: how do you police that i i i don't know i
2: imagine that the it's I'm not sure motorcycles, like it. peop, you know. It's not motorcycle people necessarily, but the cr- you see a crime spike because people are going to go to anywhere where there's going to be a big rally or right. big group like that and try to steal. steal like something. you, you go to the like if you're a thief, you go to those locations and you're like, I'm going to steal a motorcycle, right. and there's a lot of them here. I, I'm sure stuff like that
4: could happen, but you know, then again, that's not the crowd you want to be trying to steal. Nope. From. <laughs> the other thing is, I mean. Th- if not to get all you know political or or through the COVID thing, but a huge event yep. like this with Delta cases kind of spiking, yeah, oh, and we, they had it last year. They so before it was, we had a vaccine, they they had this same. They event. still had it, and they're yep. like,
2: "Screw this! I'm going yep. to Sturgis T-shirts and <laughs> yeah." You know, and wow. what's interesting is it's like you have this thing, and they didn't have that much of a problem in South Dakota, but then it was like all the locations where people went back home.
4: They had a, they, It it's ended like, up
2: spread. Last year it ended up being a super spreader event. Yeah. it It's, it,
4: because it wasn't 700,000 people that showed up, but like 50,000 people yep. or 100,000 people still showed up last year when it was, everything was canceled. People
2: still went, you know? Gotcha. Speaking of which, are you feeling okay after traveling the country? I should probably not make out with you. <laughs> I
4: feel great. <laughs> we'll cancel our make out session. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I feel good. But, uh, yeah, because of that, we we went to like Badlands National Park yep. and Wind Cave National Park, which is this huge underground cave system that we were able to tour part of, and Mount Rushmore is right there. Uh, you know, so there's all these big, like, very cool things to see, and I had I had a great ride through through uh, Badlands National Park. There's like a main road that goes along the edge. I, you know, it was just funny. There was a ton of This is funny. There's a, of course, there's a ton of motorcyclists. They're, they're all, they're, they're all doing the tourist stuff too. They want to see all the cool stuff and it's a beautiful road to ride. And I saw a group of like five or six guys coming up behind me. And so I, I rode my, (laughs) my bicycle out in the middle of the road and I like gave him the slow down sign so that, and then I had him get up close to me just so I could take took a couple selfie,
3: <laughs> and they totally were cool
4: with that, huh? <laughs> well, at first he he came, you know the the guy in the lead, I take a picture and he sees what I did, and then I I gave him the here come closer to me yeah. sign so that he would get closer so the picture would look better, and he was like yeah, he gave me the thumbs up, <laughs> got closer, <laughs> and then I took a little video of them all passing me, and they were like yeah, way to go, but so I guess That's I nice. didn't. So it's, of, it's the mustache. You're kind of a yeah. part of the biker gang. Yeah, I am like. I'm, yeah. I'm, as, I'm as biker as he can right here in, in yep.
0: spandex. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: we had a great time. The plan was to go from there to Missoula, and there's some fantastic gravel riding and mountain biking in Missoula. Totally got weathered out. It was big thunderstorms through oh. that area. We moved to a different section. Huge forest fire. Oh, man. So we're like, okay, forget this. We just moved on. I ended up in Spokane and did... A great ride along the Spokane River there. Um, our friend Tonk was out of town. Ah oh, man! Uh, but uh, yeah, so I—I I don't know. I had a—I had a great time. Welcome home.
3: Thank you. I'm <laughs> home for a full week. Yep. how long are you gonna be gone for in your next little adventure? Not
4: not more than a week, I don't think. Gotcha. You guys are kinda ready to be home for a little bit. Uh n- no cyclocross season starts.
3: <laughs> ready to be home for some cyclocross. I'm, I'm
4: ready to be home to start gearing up for some cross racing.
3: Good times. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, my last week was I rode with Matt Legrand. That was amazing. Yeah, that was fun. We just kind like of the week. meandered around and just hey, let's go over here, let's go over there. Yeah. Yeah. As we do. That was a good good ride. Yeah, it was fun. Um, The flocking ride was a really good one. Was it? Yeah. It was the first time. Well, this so Paul over here, who's working on some bikes right now, is getting pretty damn strong on the bike. He's riding really hard, and he's been fighting off the front quite a bit and kind of like pushing the pace on everybody, and everybody's been making comments like, dude what's paul been eating i want some of that (laughs) so he he goes hard off the front and just plays and lets the breakaways all all day long and that's perfect it's it's fantastic that's perfect we go to finish the ride this is like what two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago i don't know and so paul like floated off the front and he had a pretty good gap and i was probably four or five wheels back and so i jumped to bridge up and nobody was able to come with me and i caught up to paul and we both worked together and we, we stayed away from the field it was awesome So that was that. And Paul wasn't able to be out here this past Thursday. So who Josh Mondo was out there with us. Okay. Did the exact same thing Paul did. And I'm like, Well, hell yeah. (laughs) 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 Huckleberry. (laughs) So again, jumped up, came up to Josh and like right before I got to him, I'm like, Go, 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 go. And like I came whizzing by him and I heard this like kind of a (laughs) grunt. And I looked back and he sat down and just went back to the field. So I kept going. Oh made her stick <laughs> and you got it to stick you <laughs> got it to stick the whole way just just enough to wait was yeah. this to the halfway point or to the end to the end to the end yeah, going up lake road to, over the flat and then down the descent oh so, wow yeah, it was kind of fun that's impressive but dude. yeah, it was a fun ride and there was just a lot of like fun little tactics going on there and like I said, Paul's been out there kind of playing protagonists, so that was I a love it. good time and we did our uh fog hat Friday ride with gene shorts was the, the, oh my the jorts one. Jorts. The jorts was awesome last year, and I was all excited for it. And I had my jorts, and they've been washed a couple times since, and so they look even more jorty, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I get on and like come downstairs wearing those. My wife looks at me, and she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> really? <laughs> so uh, make my way over there, get out and uh, ride up to where everybody's at. And it was a big group. I think we probably had 30-plus people there that showed up. And I'm looking around. Nobody's got their shorts on. One person just beside yeah. me. It was, it was like everybody wanted well, to play a trick on me. It was just me and Sonia. They're they're hard to find now, Jake. You get a pair of shorts <laughs> and your jeans, you can lap the legs <laughs> still off. still hard to find. I couldn't believe it, though, because last year, like, everybody partook. I mean, if you weren't wearing them, you were in the minority. And it was, like, giving, like, just different excuses. Like, oh, I didn't have any or oh, I didn't see it. Like, it's, like, in plain invite, right there written. So, anyway, it was so fun. Oh, that's awesome. And then Saturday morning, the lab got broken into. And then on <laughs> Sunday, I went for an awesome ride with Sean. So, how's Sean doing? Sean is good. We glaze over the fact that this place got broken into. Broken into. Yeah, we're glazing right over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 too soon. It's too, too painful. Yeah, maybe talk about it a little bit later on. But <laughs> <laughs> someone made off with a lot of stuff. They they. About my height, about my look. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of exactly.
2: Smelled like me.
3: <laughs> but. um Going back to the, the ride with Sean, I'd gotten uh, like a little bit of info from a friend of ours, Sarah Gates. She was on the show. She's the one from um, Cycle, Cycle Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. And she was in here getting some last-minute work done on her gravel mm-hmm. bike before she heads off to Colorado. And she's like, hey, have you done Green Mountain before? I'm like, nope. I'm like, I kind of know where it's at. And I know that the city of Camas has purchased or received parts of that right. land. And they're going to be doing some sort of park development-related <laughs> stuff over there. She's like, you got to go ride that. I'm like, why? She's like, it's awesome. She's like, there's a ton of trails back there i'm like really where and she told me gravel trails everything really yeah so i i thought it was mountain biking stuff yeah I, had i known that you were home yesterday i would have called you up and said hey you want to go i we got home like 7 p.m oh was it okay yeah. so i got home at about 7 30 so anyhow um so i'm like well, i haven't seen sean in a while he hasn't been to any of the rides he's been kind of busy he's had friends and whatnot in town so i shoot him a text i'm like hey Short notice, gonna go do this gravel ride. You want to go? It's a new place. He's like, yeah. And so we met up and um, made our way back there and actually found the trailhead. It's a little bit hidden, but once you get back there,
2: oh my god, there's trails everywhere back there. I need to look at your straw. Oh, we're gonna go check it out. Oh, Jake. dude, it's like new. And, like, oh, wait
3: a second. We didn't even scratch the surface, and we were just we were back there riding for like over an hour. What? Yeah, and there's this like massive like like there's a power line road there that, that, that kind of follows the power lines, and it's a pretty stupid steep road it's got like like little stones little baby heads on it so you really have to like technically like mind your p's and q's to get up to it and there was some other fun single track stuff there was a short little hike a bike section and there's just all of these like different sections that need to be explored because when i was back there i had no idea where i was going i'm like this sounds good and sean's like i'm just following you so we're just kind of meandering all just over the looking. place but as we're riding we're, there's another trail there's another trail there's another trail they were all over the place so it was just kind of like kind of nuts wow but um when it was all said and done we got back and i I, I uploaded and i'm like i can't wait to see like how we did on some of these segments Uh, there wasn't a single strava segment back there nobody's made anything back there zero but these trails look like they've been ridden like countless times they were like very well like they were almost like maintained like somebody was going back there and trimming the same
2: mountain bike group that maintains all the stuff like Round Lake and all those trails too, like
3: Evergreen th- or something like that, or yeah. something.
2: Yeah, yeah, that Facebook group. Yeah, because they were talking about how they want to incorporate all of this somehow. Yeah. to like you know, connect it, connect so all the trails.
3: That would it's be fantastic if they did that. Yeah. And I would love to help it's out the long-term now, plan. I was like, oh, is this one of those trail systems where? They kind of quietly say, "Don't make Strava segments because we don't want a bunch of people back here." Or what the, what's the deal with that? Because it was too nice not to have stuff back there. Were there were there signs up saying no signs, nothing. Nope. The only thing I'm that going you, tonight and the, I'm making segments. <laughs> the only signs that you would see from <laughs> here and there is like you might come up on somebody's property and it says like no trespassing or keep out, and it's like oh I'm not going to cross over your gate. That's yeah. cool, but there was still a, a well beaten trail, like single track trail that you could follow. So, I think I've seen Dustin shotgun ride back there.
4: Because he lives. I don't know. I think I've seen him ride back there. But so, I, I've never. Yeah,
3: I'll talk to you a little bit more we'll about it once we get it. off the podcast. But that was pretty fantastic. That kind of made my day to go back there and find a bunch of new stuff. And if we can connect that with Lacamas and once they get the Washugal Dyke open back up, we're going to have a bunch of new local trails Better that we can ride gravel on gravel stuff. bikes. And it was definitely something that you could ride mountain bikes on, but I would prefer to ride a gravel bike on it just because I think it's a little bit more fun. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, I think it's just really well suited for a gravel bike. I
2: want to go back there. Yeah. Good times. i on it. We're going to go in two hours. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to go ride beaches tonight. Son of a beach. Son of a beaches is ride. Cool.
3: So we're still on our summer schedule here, and we're going to pass on doing all that lead-out news and other fun stuff that we normally do on a weekly basis. But we do have the welter to come up. So we'll talk about that next week. You guys good with that? Sure. Champ, I think Champ's still on vacation anyway. Where, I don't
4: know where Champ is. South Dakota.
3: Still in Arkansas? <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> Alabama, maybe? He, he was said high. He's at he that
4: wiggle. <laughs> He's <said, laughs> he at he the Piggly Wiggly trying to <laughs> testify in a court case against a
3: oh, shooter he, that he, he, he
2: witnessed. Mixed up in the those shenanigans. Yeah, he was probably. <laughs> he was probably part of the the mastermind, probably, of <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how
3: about this? Our topic this week, we're going to do a little bit on a video that I ran across that I shared with the boys and I just thought it was kind of interesting. I wanted to get your take. Um, Where to save and where to spend your money when it comes to bike and triathlon or cycling and triathlon related Mm. stuff. You know, just getting the best bang for your buck. Yeah. You can spend a lot of money on all things cycling and triathlon, like a lot of money. Yeah. But. But yeah, (laughs) maybe there's certain things that maybe you want to, if you're going to splurge and spend a few bucks, maybe you do want to, because you're going to get some good return on your investment and some other things that maybe not. So there's a good long list here. And if uh, folks want to play along at home and watch this video that we talked about, you can go to Cycling Weekly. They had a video that they put up back in April of 2021 on the same topic. And one of their hosts, she went through everything. And I just wanted to do the same here. She is
2: British it's a little bit more fun to watch. She sounds like very more proper. <laughs> I thought you were saying like you do have to sit through that. <laughs> you do have to that. Was, you can take that however you want. <laughs> you do have to sit through her accent. It, it is British. <laughs> she it does did, use did the, sound <laughs> the term. It did sound like a little bit demeaning. She does talk you about, about. She does talk you about. Took it right, uh, man. Oh, good, good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> anyway, all right. So there's the spend list. The first thing that she mentioned that you should spend money on is a frame, having like a nice spend
4: frame. like spend a little extra for a better frame. frame.
3: yeah. You don't have to go top notch, but you know don't go <laughs> entry level at the same time. But upgrade because it's something you're going to ride for a long time. I th- I'm mixed on this one. Go yeah. ahead, Matt. No,
2: I think on all of these points there's going to be like a yes but kind yeah, of it's a very response, subjective thing. right? Where it's like I think sometimes the very top of the line bike frame you know, you can get a lot more value by going just one tier below that, right? Where maybe it's still full carbon bike, um, but it's just, you know, it's the certain type of carbon, it's the 400 series carbon versus the 700 series carbon or whatever. And it's just like, okay, it's not maybe the best in the world, but you're saving thousands of dollars. And I think it's like a lot like that with a lot of the bike components too, where it's like going from Dura-Ace to Ultegra, you save lots of money, and you only give up a little bit of weight, electronic shifting.
0: You so here's know, the thing. If you haven't ridden good.
4: a new bike or a new frame in quite some time, yeah. I cannot tell you how wonderful a well-fitting carbon frame feels <laughs> underneath you when you're riding it. So, I mean, to spend a little bit more extra money for a really a decent frame, I say yes. But... You know, if you're going to use a frame for like ten years and you did this like five years ago, your frame doesn't have disc brakes, right? (laughs) That's a problem, right? No through axle, no through axle. It makes it it makes it different. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And and I think another one of her points was like figure out which type of frame is going to be best suited for you. Like taking, it's almost like it's not. It's almost like not necessarily spend the you know money. It's like spend the time. Yeah. And I think that that's a super valid point where it's like. Maybe a gravel bike frame is going to be better suited for you because that's the type of riding that you're going to want to do. And you're going to want to shift, you know, different size wheels around, you know, or or maybe it's like, you know, a road bike is the way to go for you. And the geometry is
3: one of the other things that she alluded to in the video. And I don't know if you guys caught this section of it or not, was um, having a bike custom made for you. She said in a lot of cases that you think you hear the word custom, that it's going to cost like infinitely more. And she says, that's not always the case. And what's nice about that is there's usually going to be a bike fit involved with that process. And mm-hmm. You're going to get something that fits you like a glove. Yeah. So that is quite nice to, you know, if you're thinking about that now, if we're talking about carbon fiber frames, though, chances right. are you're not going to have somebody that's going to build you something. like I know BMC does that. They have their, uh, um, oh, they do. What's that?
2: Th- I didn't know that about BMC. Oh yeah. They, they, can they do they have a custom, custom
3: build a frame for you. Yeah. It's called the masterpiece. It, it's, but you know how much you're going to pay for just the frame? You want to take a stab at this. Twenty thousand dollars. Ten grand. Ten grand on the button, just baby. Oh, frame. Just that's the frame. just for for a frame module. now it's not just the frame. But you're gonna get frame, fork, seat post, bar, stem. Ten thousand dollars, though. Okay, and then another five to well, eight, eight for yeah, you can't strap some 105 no? stuff to that. You got to yeah, go you top do. shelf. You gotta go <laughs> <105's. laughs> 105. <Dogger>, Tiagra, baby. <laughs> so, uh, so where uh, are we at? Consensus uh, on that? Lance is yay on the frame. I'm yay on the frame. That's yeah, sure, right. whatever.
2: I mean, I think it's just a matter of. Say there, there's places where you can save money I think on some of the frame
3: yeah I think we're at a, a, at a juncture right now where I think you're safe to spend a little bit more because I don't think there's going to be like crazy changes over the next say five to seven years we, I think we're going to start seeing things like dropper posts coming in road bikes. I really do think that that's going to happen once they can figure out the weight savings. Sure, but you know, getting people away from doing super tucks or just having the ability to drop down—that I mean, be, might be kind of cool. But yeah. knowing that you've got disc brakes, knowing that you've got through axle setup, you're probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. So, all right, the next one,
2: wheels. I disagree with her. I think she was saying like, well, okay. So again, this is her point was like, you get a lot when you switch over to. You know, deeper, forty mil deeper dish wheels, and then you only get a little bit more if you go even deeper than that. And I think it's more about the type of riding that you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for time trialing, you typically want basically as deep as you're comfortable riding. Yeah. Uh, and her video is definitely more focused on like road riding for sure. Yeah. But you know, uh, I think her main point was like, hey, at forty mil, you get a lot, and you get only a little bit more by going deeper and so she was saying like spend money there in that location up to 40 up to 40 or whatever you're just you're not getting but i think wheels are very expensive for the amount of time gain that you get if you look at like the numbers versus yeah. Yeah. you know so like if you go triathletes do this all the time just take like a
3: standard aluminum box right. wheel that's going to be you know you run of the mill and you jump up to a 40 millimeter carbon wheel that's going to cost you quite a bit of money you're looking yeah. at least fourteen dollars, yep. yeah. depending. You're not going to always twenty five
4: hundred bucks if you get them from Zip or yep. or Envy. Yep. Um, it's like three thousand dollars, yep. and a
3: lot of that's the the hub that's going to cost yep. you a lot of money. Those hubs are expensive, but you know if you're spending even just say fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars, you're going to get a pretty good rate of return. She's saying that based on some of their lab yeah. testing that they're seeing the jump between those being twenty two point nine watts.
2: Here's uh, the thing: <laughs> you're saying you're saying that's a lot for that amount of watts. Twelve hundred bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. Now triathletes do this all the time, where they'll say, "For twelve hundred dollars, what else can you get? Twenty free watts for, Aero helmet. Yep. Clothing. Yep. All of those are a quarter of the price. Shave yep. your legs. Shave your legs. You're not going to get twenty watts from that, but you uh, might get ten. Uh, tighter yeah. suit. Yeah. Tighter suit. You literally yeah. body position. Yeah. Like you can get twenty watts. Like it's yeah. insane how many different avenues there are to get. You know, ten watts here and True. you know, five watts there. And I don't necessarily think that wheels is the as I like that's not what comes to mind as like that's a cheap way to get some free speed. Like that's not cheap at all. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. not but the other caveat to that too is if you're jumping from that alloy wheel up to a carbon wheel, you're gonna mm-hmm. lose weight. So yeah, there's two different things going on there. But at the end of the day, it is pretty expensive and that is that is pricey to pay for speed. Yep. But Once you ride on them, you don't want to go back. Not at all. So, I
2: mean, we all ride carbon wheels. Yeah. So,
3: now, another one that she mentioned that I think there is good bang for your buck there. And if you do the right thing, you can get quite a bit of speed out of them is tires.
2: Yes. Yep. Right. That seems like good value to me. (laughs) Yeah. The
3: good
4: tire, the right tires
3: that are set up
4: right. And, yeah, yeah, that can make a difference. Sure. Just the rolling resistance, their grip. uh, There's lots of different things. We'll we'll have a video uh, coming out about it at some point. Uh, about our experience with a certain set of tires, right? Yeah, it's done. I just need to base. What's wrong with you? Upload. I, I wanted to show you click first. Lance. Click upload. I've been waiting for all these weeks for you to get home. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse. I'm. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I needed Lance here to approve it.
4: <laughs> you have. You have carte Blanc with me. Oh, Jake. is that how it is? Yeah. Gotcha. So
2: <laughs> there are certain websites and places you can go where you can do your research on which tires have more or less rolling resistance. Yep. So think of that as like the ability for the tire to, you know. I guess, dimple and reflate when it goes over bumps and things like that in the road. And I think that for the most part, you kind of have to balance like rolling resistance with having a tire that also has good puncture resistance yep. because all of us ride on yep. crazy roads and we don't necessarily want to change tires all the time. And so you've got certain tires that are just bomb-proof, but the rolling resistance is going to be pretty cranky. Right, not so so good. It's, it's one of those things where I think you – even on race day you kind of want to balance the two there are some very fast tires i'm thinking of the vittoria uh, the courses. course of speed yep. which test the best and don't work for me very well unfortunately <laughs> hey and
3: matt do not get i along. just
2: uh, have not been able to use those without getting flats like literally like no rides without getting a flat it's yeah. it's bad <laughs>
3: That's no good. Yeah. It's bad. Th- there's also, too, like, you probably know a little bit more about this than, than the average bare mat. Going tubeless versus rolling on a latex tube. Like, yeah. which one is faster?
2: They're actually really close. Uh, and it, it depends on the way the tires made, too. And a lot sure. of it has to do with, again, like, the, the latex piece of it, right? Like, a lot of the tires that are really fast have, like, latex built into them. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's that suppleness that makes the rolling resistance so low. And, uh, and so it ends up being kind of a wash between going tubeless and, and going with like a latex tube. Um, there are other benefits to going tubeless, like just flat resistance, fewer flats. And so, um, you or know, I think that if you, you know, if, if it were me, if your wheel was tubeless compatible and you, I, it, it's kind of a no brainer. But yeah. if, if it's not, then, you know, switching over from butyl tubes to tubeless, um, to uh, latex tubes is a little bit of an investment. You're probably looking at, instead of $5 a tube, you're looking at like 15 or something, mm-hmm. but it's not big money. Yeah. And you save. you actually save a lot of watts. I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's like, something crazy like it's not big money. watts or something just for a tube switch just that's switching sad. up tubes it's yeah it's
3: not big money unless your name's matt LeGrand and you're riding on some victoria course speeds with uh, <laughs> yeah, latex <you're> tubes <laughs> then you're spending lots bucks. of money on tubes <laughs> <laughs> so buy yourself some of those yeah. carbon wheels you're talking about that's right <laughs> all right here's a random one that jumped on the list that at first i'm like what but then i got to thinking about it I'm like huh all right she's got a good point seat post yeah like the difference between having an alloy seat post and then jumping up to a carbon seat post do you think that's worth the bucks? Because you are definitely going to spend more because it is carbon. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I can't remember
4: the last time I rode on an aluminum seat post. I've been riding carbon what, seat What Your posts. mountain bike? Your
2: mountain bike, your your cross bike, maybe?
4: But the mountain bike, I mean, it's, it's, it's full got suspension, suspension. So <laughs> yeah. it does, it's,
2: I don't know. Yeah. That's but on the road, bike. yeah, you're, you're right. I don't remember either. I'm going to reiterate, yeah, yeah Lance's, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't. It's not that it's it's probably just one of the things where you're like, you're switching an entire bike when you're switching seat posts. Right. Like you've never had that, like, Oh, I switched just the seat post just the to see how post. it feels. So I don't, I will I don't say know the answer. carbon
4: is significantly
3: better and more comfortable and more compliant. Right. Yeah. Yep. You get a lot of that. Um, Compliancy just from the, the seat post itself flexing, you get a lot more flex out of a seat post, yeah, than you do out of a, a rear triangle on, right. a, on a road bike, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make the ride a heck of a lot more comfortable, yes. So, so we all in agreement on there
2: that, the yeah, that's where the, if you don't have the, a the answer, seatpost, is we don't know because <laughs> we haven't done rid- side by side tests,
0: right?
3: I have been riding like road bikes like consistently since 2006, that's really when I got really into the, the road biking scene. Every single one of my bikes has had a carbon C-post on it. Yeah. I've oh, been wow. a little bit spoiled, but it's, you know, that is what it is. Like, yeah. my we wife just lost 20
2: subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> People are just like, who is this guy? <laughs> Always riding relate. carbon. <laughs> I can't relate. Yeah,
3: but my wife, she's got an alloy C-post, so maybe I need to get her set up on a uh, carbon one. So
2: maybe switch it out and see if she notices the difference. I would be curious because that's our in of one. We don't know. You're right.
3: And she's got. Box wheels on there, <laughs> right? Her bike probably weighs about a good 12 pounds, or not 12, maybe like seven or eight more pounds than mine. That I, I yeah. maybe I need to, have to hook her up with something there. You should hook her up because she's your wife. Yeah, probably should. She just needs to ride more. All right, let's move on to the next one. Brakes. Is that worth the investment? You're getting good ROI on that. And by brakes, I mean switching from rim brake to disc brake.
4: Yes, a it's, s.
2: It you just you, you have more confidence. You just brake. have yeah. more confidence.
3: Yep. And it's going to make you a heck of a lot faster too, especially getting into the corner, because you don't have to start braking so soon. So if you correct. look at like the, from point A to point B, you're going to get through that section a heck of a lot faster because you're not going to be braking and falling way back to behind. You're definitely going to be a lot faster on that bike. This
4: probably goes back to the first item on our list because you can't just upgrade to uh, disc brakes probably without upgrading no. your frame. Frame, right. correct? Yep.
2: So and your wheels. <laughs> I can't yeah, just duct tape expensive. them on you there? No. <laughs> you can duct tape them on there. And Throw some just holes in my car. Put, a, fr- yeah, you put could. a Frisbee on your wheel <laughs> and thread it through your you know, your new disc brakes. It'll yeah. work. Gotcha. And then the last one they went through on the
3: video is a
2: good pair of shoes. That's an interesting one because I haven't thought. I mean, so when you're a tri-dork, you're thinking like aerodynamics, aerodynamics. And we were talking about the, um, I actually need new shoes right now. I bought a pair, didn't like them. I'm going to return them. But I'm in the market for a new pair of shoes. And we talked about the Giro Empire. Yeah, the empires. And that's a cool shoe. It's a great shoe. It's just, it's 400 bucks. And But one <laughs> of the things that people talk about is how aerodynamic it is, which is a weird thing to think about. And so triathletes are using it. They're cutting out the tongue, cutting and, and taking out the laces because it's a lace-up shoe. Or one of the options is lace-up, I think. Yeah. And they're threading through elastic. And that's this is what I did in oh, 2017. So you can just slide them in, and you just slide your feet in, and it's supposed to be like one. So I have a pair of shoes that are like this, just kind of like. But they're. I feel like they're very triathlon. They're for racing triathlons. I don't use those d- all k- the time. Okay, back, back
4: back when back I up. back when I used to do triathlons, yes. I I used a a, tri-specific. I used tri specific shoes that yeah. had Velcro tops yes. that laced backwards as to normal, so Red. that mm-hmm. they wouldn't get in the
2: way while you're. Which I have quite a few of those as well but did they still do that yes, they still do that they still make them mm-hmm. with velcro tux. backwards velcro Velcro's same thing velcro. yeah that hasn't changed that much but strictly aerodynamics speaking you're saying you can pick up a couple watts by eliminating velcro and velcro, all these other yeah. things that are you're you know you're throwing on there i don't know how much i mean that's getting real nitpicky on yep. aerodynamics right. but that's what try dorks do that's what so. try dorks do Interesting. Yep. What about just all of the
3: mechanical advantages for power transfer and the energy lost when you've got a shoe that flexes too much or yeah. things of that nature. I, don't,
2: I mean, I think it's hard to find a road shoe that flexes that much, even if it's not you know, even if you're spending a hundred dollars. Usually they'll have like they'll call it like carbon injection or whatever mm-hmm. for the soles. Even that means it's not like a full carbon plated shoe. Yeah. It's some knockoff cheaper thing or whatever. But they're super stiff still. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how much additional stiffness you get by spending a, you know, two to three times the amount, but I, think I don't, are
4: th- just lighter. I think she was just lighter and maybe more aerodynamic. I don't think it, it's probably not stiffer. I mean, every cycling shoe that's cycling specific is going to have a stiff sole,
2: right?
3: right. Mm, to a certain seems, degree. Yeah. I but think so. yeah, it probably does come down to weight because some of these shoes are pretty stinking light and some of them are getting kind of heavy.
2: I think it comes down to fit. I think like, get a shoe that fits and feels good. Yeah. It'll probably be stiff enough. The problem is uh, all of those things cost a lot of money. Like any shoe yes. I think this like, any I just have to like, I bought a cheap pair of sh- shoes. I'm returning them now. Now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to spend if it's two to $300 fine, I guess uh, I use the shoes. I wear them out. I use them for years. They look disgusting after I'm done with them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whatever value I'm getting is probably there.
3: So you made a good point as long as they fit well. And yeah, I, <laughs> I spent a lot of money on a pair of CD shoes probably, I don't know, five or six years ago. I have had wanted some of those, and yeah. finally I found some on clearance. I'm like, oh, those are the shoes. And they were on clearance at this place. I'm like, I'm going to get them. I bought them. They're normally 500 bucks. Got them for 350 Yeah. And I wanted to throw them in the trash after riding them for like you know four or five times just because every time I got off them, the most god-awful hot spots, they were so wow. uncomfortable. Uh-oh. It just didn't fit my feet well. And it was like, just it,
4: don't these know. are terrible. You don't, you don't know until you ride a yeah. shoe. If it, yeah. 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 And I'm then
2: thinking about buying the same old pair of shoes that I've had <laughs> If it's I not a bad them. plan either <laughs> but they're like yeah they're super super old now they're probably f- you know they have probably been discontinued for five years I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find them
3: now the shoes were fantastic in terms of their stiffness the the carbon sole in those was fantastic and I was able to solve it because the team that I used to ride on had a sponsor that um, had cycle soles and we were able to get these custom molded uh, orthotic inserts for the shoe once I put those in there that changed everything I'm like all right, I love these shoes however having those inserts in there made it to be still kind of a tight fit and it ended Mm. up being where the leather had to stretch and eventually the shoe actually gave out uh, to a Certain degree, I was still able to ride it. And then once I got hit by the car, the the paramedics found it necessary to cut those off with yeah. scissors. <laughs> they cut your shoes off. Wait, well Your ankle was broken. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. So,
4: but um, I was like, what did they mess with your shoes for? <laughs> oh wait, you did have yeah. injuries down there.
3: But um, and then I moved on into some Jiros. And that next pair I got was okay. And then I got a new one. I've got the Imperials. Those are now I'm hands. Gonna, d- I'm ordering
2: them. I'm gonna order stuff hands right down. Now.
3: Those are my favorite. <laughs> pair of road shoes that i've ever had it's a double boa system and they're fantastic so yeah. they're really super comfortable i think the only downside of those is going to be that they are very breathable so winter time i'm probably going to find another pair I of shoes that, that, that i, I can me. wear that will keep a little bit more insulation going on there
4: so i have a pair of those imperials as well yep which i like love but i only ride them when it's like over 85 degrees or yeah. something like oh that oh my gosh these are expensive
3: they're <laughs> yes. four and a quarter yeah 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 now i don't want to spend that much money <laughs> no you're not going to spend that much money because you know we, we, we i know some people matt but you know anyhow. some people that know some people yeah i
2: thought about this i was like maybe i should review some shoes on my channel hey there you go i will say this if you're not
4: using cycling specific shoes and you Riding know some
3: flats with your night just
4: yeah th- y- It'll make a huge difference. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I uh, when I was in Florida, I went for a mountain bike ride in the only mountain bike park in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Wait,
3: can you call that mountain biking though? <laughs> no. Can you call it like dirt riding? Okay. Oh, I I went with my my brother in law, yeah. so
4: my my wife's brother and and his son, and uh, we went there because he was so excited to show me the oh. mountain biking in South Florida. Yeah and and i super let's go mountain biking i'll be happy to go It's private land you had to have like a pass to get in on it and they had tons of trails with no elevation (laughs) gain because it's south florida but they you know built berm you know whatever yeah Yeah, a little pump track Um, kind of stuff but i'm riding my fancy cross-country bike with you know all my stuff on it it's 95 percent humidity it's so sticky yeah. it's just it's it's gross. south florida in yeah. july it's gross yeah
2: it's a crazy time to visit south florida
4: but i'm letting them i'm like hey do you guys want to feel what you know a real bike <laughs> I actually okay, that just we, sounded we really bad another, we just <laughs> lost just another like, 20 subscribers <laughs> <laughs> dang it you guys dang it! i'm like why don't you guys try this bike just jump on you know my brother-in-law's law like yeah yeah i, I want to try it sure so
2: this know, is your cross bike or your no this is my mountain, mountain bike. bike okay oh, yeah, yeah. yeah this
4: is my mountain bike so he jumps on and, and, you know, you know, wow, it's so much smoother. And it's so, you know, it takes these corners and, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to kind of just show off the bike a little bit. yeah And my nephew gets on and he's 15, he's 15 and he gets on and he he rides it and he's like man i don't like these pedals <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah
4: because he's he's on his, clip in he's wearing flat pedals he's like and, I'm, and i show him like well these are actually special shoes and i show him the shoes you know they have yeah. a stiff sole and they actually clip in he's like oh that seems like a that's a good idea you know <laughs> it's just it's just sometimes you just don't know what you're missing Yep. you know
3: but shoes and clip in pedals are they're good they're good Nice. Anything that you guys want to add to this list of things that you think people might want to consider purchasing? Clothing. Adding? Clothing.
2: Clothing was the one thing that I think should be mentioned for I sure. I prefer no clothing. Yeah.
3: Think Super about arrow. There's on moles, that, that would be Moleskin fast. waxed.
4: Wait. I'm riding in uh, – I've got too many stories. I'm riding in Spokane yesterday, and I did see a triathlete out there in only his bibs.
3: <laughs> only bibs? Really, huh? Only
4: bibs. He had, his, he had the bibs pulled up over his shoulders and no jersey on. And it was only like 65 degrees. It wasn't even hot. But wonder what that was all about. Freaking triathlete. We did a t- How do you break. know he was a triathlete? Because <laughs> he, th- he was on a tri bike. And he no, was with other. You mean
2: a TT bike. <laughs> he was probably a cyclist. Just one of those goofy cyclists. Yep.
3: I'm going to eat that. Sorry, triathletes. Wh- Whitney Phillips from our team. We're at team training camp. This was the first year that we were down there. We went up to Palomar Mountain. We did the ride out of Julian. We get all the way up there after driving down from Palm Springs, right? Yeah. And he goes to get ready, and he realizes... He forgot his jersey. He forgot his jersey at home. <laughs> now, he did have a base layer that he was wearing on underneath the bib straps. Around, or, or, like So he had the base layer on, had the bib straps over that, and it was just pretty funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. So maybe the guy I, forgot his jersey. Maybe he drove a long ways away, and he forgot his jersey, I, Lance.
4: I was in Hawaii once, and I... I I was 50 miles from home and I'm with my daughters and I'm like, you guys drive home. I'm gonna get out and ride back. And I jumped out to ride and my zipper broke on my jersey that I'd worn way too many times. Uh This was like five or six years ago, and I'm so ticked off about it. I didn't even. I'm like, I can't ride without a jersey. I just I just got in the truck and drove home with them. (laughs) I completely failed. Lance. Yeah. I could have rode I could have rode Hawaii half naked and I lost could've. my chance because so I had nowhere to put my I had no pocket you could
2: just leave it unzipped <laughs> like f- like a cape it's flapping if, if you if someone just, had said Lance, it seems gonna make you look like you're a Superman <laughs> with a cape it you would have been like, wrong oh Let's do that. <laughs> it seemed
4: wrong to me for some reason, and I, I just quit like yeah. a quitter. Yeah.
3: Uh, one other thing, if you're going to spend some money, would be to just get a good tune-up. I think that's a good yeah. place to spend money because you lose a lot of energy, a lot of watts, with a super dirty drivetrain and a drivetrain that's out of repair and wonky wheels and yep. bad yep. bottom brackets. That kind of stuff is probably a yeah. good place to spend a few bucks. Let's get into the list where you should save your money. The first thing that pops up on the list is, is she's saying no to carbon bars. Stick with your alloy bars. Not as good of a ROI there. What do you guys think about that? And um, also saying that...
2: It's the probably a aer- pretty good place to save money. Yeah. I mean, you get... F- so a lot of... You know, you get a lot of potential aerodynamic advantage if it's shaped a certain way. Mm-hmm. You get lighter weight, of course. That's the probably the big thing is like the weight savings. So if you it's are if you're a weight weenie, then there you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But if your bike but
4: comes with aluminum bars yeah. and you wanna why spend a couple hundred extra dollars yeah, just to can, swap them to it seems carbon. like a good place to save.
3: Yeah. No, like the BMC bikes, the new ones, if I'm not mistaken, that integrated carbon cockpit. The bar stem oh, yeah. thing yeah. is expensive. about f- four hundred grams lighter. I think they were saying than what comes stock with. Uh, it looks cool. If you're going to compare lie. like the alloy to okay. the carbon version, yeah. Plus, it's pretty stinking cool, like Matt just said. It, it's pretty cool. It's all one piece. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, I used to. I have, love had one of those, but someone stole it.
2: <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> yeah. like the the clean look, uh, like the front end of the bike. If it's clean and tidy, like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, good. it's no just a nice look. cables. Yeah. Yep.
3: So your ROI is just not there. So
2: you're agreeing with that? I think that's, yeah, I'll agree.
3: What about you, Lance? I don't think I have a bike that doesn't have carbon handlebars, so I don't know how to answer that. Um, I think I'm in the same boat. <laughs> 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 Dang it, just lost a couple more <laughs> listeners.
2: Well, I feel like bike snob. Uh, on my last bike, I think I switched out the aluminum bars for carbon yeah. bars. I yeah. don't. I mean, it was nice. I like the feel of that particular handlebar Yeah. and it was just like, it fit my hands well, but it seems like a place you could save money. I yeah. kind
3: of, I don't know if this is just me. I do a fair amount of sprinting. Um, you yeah. know, when I'm out of the saddle and you're on the drops <laughs> or on the hoods, you get a little bit of flex in that bar. And I feel like I'm not losing power at all. I feel like I'm able to actually kind of utilize that to my advantage. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any validity to that, but I just like the feel of it. That's just me. Um, You know, and when you start talking about the sum of all these parts, if you can save weight across the boards, there's a big difference between a 15 pound bike and like an 18 or 19 pound bike. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's going to cost you once you start getting up into that stratosphere, you're talking about a thousand bucks on average per pound that you're losing Yeah. just to kind of do upgrades. So again, to go back to the point of this is like, which places should you spend money and which you shouldn't? So I, I think in that respect, if I'm trying to allocate money towards a couple things as opposed to all things. I'm probably going to save the money on the handlebars and put it into wheels. Yeah, probably. I think that for me, that's going to be the biggest upgrade is wheels and tires. That's the biggest thing that you can do for your bike. That's just my two cents, though. The next one would be saddles. There are some stinking light saddles out there, all carbon fiber, wafy, feathery. She mentioned some
4: all carbon fiber saddle with carbon fiber rails. It was like $700. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's ridiculous. That she seems she also referred to undercarriage in an English accent. <laughs> it made me chuckle a little bit, but anyhow, I uh, think
2: that saddle is all about the fit and feel. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily like if something works really well for you and it's seven hundred dollars, you're gonna be like, "Dang it, I, it, this one is the one that allows me to go hundred miles," whereas uh, you know the other yep. one I'm struggling after thirty. Right. You'll probably pay a whole bunch of money for yep. a good feeling saddle. I don't think it has to be carbon. By no means, and and I don't really honestly believe you have to spend a ton of money on saddles, but you do need something that fits and works well with your anatomy. And I think, actually, I think a lot of females have more difficulty finding saddles than guys, but that's just my, like, back of the envelope, you know hearsay math yeah, of, yeah. of what people have kind of experienced. Yeah, I
3: tell people all the time the three touch points you really have to make sure yep. that they fit you well and that's your bars that's your saddle and then that's the pedals but not so much the pedals as it is the shoes. I think mm-hmm. the pedals make a little bit of a difference and I have my preferences of one particular pedal over another but it, it's more so like the shoe because that's truly where you're making contact with yeah. the bike is through your shoe. Anyway um, but yeah to go back to the saddle point if, uh, I- if you find something that works for you that's a good shape Chances are you're going to be able to find it in a lesser expensive shape or mold or form factor. Right. So, do you need to spend seven hundred dollars versus say two hundred dollars? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to agree with her on that one. Just me personally, but yeah. yeah. All right, the next one would be water bottle cages. Are you going to go spend uh, fifty bucks on a, a nice water bottle cage? I, I was
2: just. I, I need to buy some water bottle cages because I want my bottle cages to match on my bike, and I just threw on one that is what i had at the house and i'm like oh this don't they don't match this doesn't look good i'm gonna make this work for a week or two but i'm gonna buy some bottle cages sure i don't think that you need carbon fiber bottle cages i do like the look of the um carbon fiber bottle cages that you have here in the shop the whiskey ones i like those they look cool that's what i
3: have on my bike do you they're awesome Yeah. okay i've had those now i'm just sold on it i've had those cages since oh gosh 2013 and they still look Awesome. They've been on quite a few different bikes. I love them.
2: Yeah. I think that's what I want, but I wasn't sure until you... The other thing is, you can get a very affordable bottle cage. Like, how much... You think you could spend five bucks on a... Yes, you could. Yeah, I've
3: got the cages sitting right next to the second one that you showed me. I I, Honestly, I think the retail on them is like eight
2: bucks. Yeah. I think, you know, plastic is fine. Yep. And uh, the one that I have on my bike is like this specialized. One of them is like a carbon one, Mm -hmm. um, which is this um, Gorilla... I can't remember I don't know. It's X lab gorilla cage and it will hold onto your bottle. Like if you're like mountain biking or something like that on your time trial bike, that's the cage that you want <laughs> because that thing will like you put it on the back of, you know, a lot of times for triathletes, they'll put things on the back of their seat. So it's more aerodynamic and you'll lose water bottles, right? Like that's it's just like a, a launch spot. spot. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is the best cage But it's expensive. It's like this carbon whatever. And the other one that I have on there is just from specialized. It probably came with a bike, but those things are probably two bucks or something. That specialized just. I have broke a carbon bottle cage
4: before. Just um, from too aggressively putting the (laughs) bottle back (laughs) because I'm like in a race I think it was a gravel race and I'm like, Why is this bottle not staying in anymore? Is because I I broke the bottom where the bottom of the bottle would sit against. I just snapped it off because I like crammed it in there.
2: So I think we all agree you can save money there. Yeah, Yeah. you don't you don't need them. You You don't don't need. need, I mean,
4: they are nice and they are light. (laughs) They are light, but so plastic is pretty light. But we're talking. It's not like we're adding. We're talking a five dollar bottle cage versus like a sixty dollar
3: bottle cage. It's a big difference. Yeah, cost wise for the grams that you're getting, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's a, good,
2: it's a, not a good value.
3: I agree there. Uh, let's talk about the next one, pedals. You guys can spend money on the fancy pedals that weigh next to nothing versus a pedal that's you know a bit heavier but costs a fraction of the money. You guys spending your money there. Not different uh, pedal systems, I, uh, but let's just talk.
2: Okay, so if you look at my bike right now, I just happen to have it in the lab. It has those, I don't remember, it's the it's look, a look. Carbon ca- blade? Yeah, yeah, and those were a little bit more expensive, but yeah. you save weight there. And I don't know if it's a good value. I think that pedals can be pretty heavy.
3: Yeah. So those ones are carbon, and then the spindle on them is steel. And you can go a tier up from there, and yes. get the titanium, which is right. a lot lighter. But you're paying no joke, like three hundred fifty bucks for those pedals. I was going to say I don't think that those were that expensive. No, I, I think, think those ones retail for like a one sixty or I something. Think like I that. got them on sale. Yeah.
2: It's and I've had them for, ever. Yeah. I just switched from bike to bike. The with
3: pedals them. are fantastic. I love them. I have
4: one pair of super spendy titanium mountain bike pedals
2: that I switch to whatever bike I'm racing. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing is I yeah. think if some of these things last forever, it's like worth spending a little bit more. You know, yeah. if you're gonna switch them from bike to bike to bike, I don't know. But I I don't I don't ride
4: on those pedals. I save them for race day, so they either they're on my mountain bike. What's the brand? R-
3: they're they're SPD. They're shimano shimano i think they're shimano those are lightweight titanium yeah
2: lightweight titanium xtr or something like yeah i feel like titaniums in general where it's like bike frame pedals whatever it's like hey this is gonna be super expensive but guess what it's gonna last forever it can take a beating it's lightweight it's gonna be resistant against the elements it's like such a good what's what's funny is i have they look they all look the same i
4: have like I have, like, four sets of, mount, of like, off-road right. pedals, and they all look the same. And so the only way I can tell which is which is I have to pick them up, and oh, I'm like, oh, this is significantly lighter. Wow, <laughs> these, yeah. these are the race
2: ones. <laughs> the race ones. Yeah.
4: Because all, all the, like, markings have been, like, you should rub it off. I don't
2: think you should save those for racing. I think you should just use them on I whichever. I just use you're, them all the time. I think they'll yeah. be dur- durability wise. I didn't, I, think be fine. I didn't
3: pay full price for them. I bought them, yeah. like a on deal. clearance somewhere. So my thought on this is, if you're middle of the road, just stay middle of the road. You're fine. But if you're you're like entry level, something that's really heavy, clunky, yeah. whatnot, it might be worth investing. Not going big time and spending for the super lightweight ones. But if you were to go from like a Forty-nine dollar pair of pedals to like a hundred fifty dollar pedal pair of mm-hmm. pedals. I think that you're going to get some decent return on your investment without breaking the bank. But if you're going to jump up into that three four hundred dollar range just to go titanium to to get a little bit lighter, I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. If yeah. you've accomplished everything else and that's the last thing on your checklist and you
2: want to just have the ultimate holy grail bike well, that's going to be super lightweight, I think and people have fun with that. Like it's almost like the hobby of getting yeah. your bike as light as possible. And I kind of I kind of like that. I mean I kind of sure. respect. I think it's like a fun. Cool. You collect stamps. That's cool. Like this person makes their bike as light as possible. Like those yep. are great hobbies, you know. And it's like you're gonna have the carbon handlebars. You're gonna have, you know, probably rim brakes. It's gonna be lighter. Like yep. it's all these yep. little things where you're you're really trying to get the weight down. I think that's kind of a neat little yeah. subculture of cycling.
3: And tell you what, when you pick up a bike that weighs ten or eleven pounds, it blows your mind. Yeah, <laughs> you, you almost pick it up way too fast because you're anticipating something much heavier, <laughs> and you're like, right. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? This <laughs> really weighs, is that safe to ride? Is that thing gonna break right. in half? No, it's engineering and a lot of yeah. cool stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. I th- that's that's there. I think we're all on the same page. Um, how about this one? Electronic shifting. You guys spending money on the electronic shifting? We Asking are, and we th- have. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we um, uh, do you need it? Yeah, no. I think you can. No, I mean, I think, I think some of the shifting, like if you look at Durais mechanical, like shifting is good really good spot on. I don't think that we like tinkering with it. It's so nice that electronics you put it in spot and it's just gonna work. Yeah, as long as you don't time. bend like a hanger, it just yeah. works every time you and you work. don't have
3: to tune it. That's something to consider too. Oh, yeah. like you're not having to tune Cable it. Cable stretch, yeah. All
2: those things that we used to worry about, yeah. like yeah. Don't have to worry about anymore.
3: But we're talking about like Durace ace We're talking about SRAM Red for the top shelf stuff. And yeah. then you go a tier down, like you've got Ultegra and then you've got Force. And that's yeah. literally half the price. Yes. Still expensive though. Don't get me wrong. Still expensive. But now SRAM's got the rival stuff. In electronic, yeah, that's even less expensive yeah. than the Force, obviously. Sh- Shimano hasn't come out with a 105 electronic, r- yeah, yeah. It's probably something. Maybe if they ever make an announcement, everybody thought they were going to make an announcement during the Olympics, but didn't happen. Well, um,
2: I think it's chip shortages. I think people. Well, there's a lot of stuff, s- and yeah, they, they a lot shut of stuff. down
3: their Malaysian plant for right. gosh, like over a month and a month and a half or something it's like that. So it's
2: due, right? The next iteration of shimano components is overdue way overdue
3: so i'd imagine that at some point in time you'll probably see a 105 group set with electronic um, electronic. i bet it'll be expensive are you guys thinking in the same mindset of like not telling people to upgrade to spend the money when it comes to talking about like all right well if you're running like let's say old mechanical are you going to make the jump to say 105 electronic shifting do you find the value there do you think that that's worth it or do you think that you need to stay at least same money for money for uh you know, just to have that that little ability to electronically shift and know that you're gonna have a spot on shift every single time, but maybe at a weight penalty. It's worth it for me. So I you're think gonna
4: go. I I guess I've
3: I've I love it so much.
4: It's just yeah. worth it. Like my bikes that don't have it. You're like, Dang it. I, yeah.
3: <laughs> so you're gonna make the jump from Ultegra mechanical to 105 electronic shipping di just w- so you can have electronic would, would, i would guess
2: there'll be a price bump i bet the 105 electronic would be more expensive, than more expensive probably. Yeah. i bet significantly more expensive but charge your batteries yeah my, my battery died in south dakota and whoops I, yeah. whoops <laughs> did <laughs> you
4: you have which bike was it was it i was my road bike so it was my sram front battery did you swap it died. out no it was my front my front, front battery, battery did you swap right? it
3: back to get back into the big ring and then put it back to go no sp- spun all the way home? i
4: just i just 40 RPM did up all those 12%
3: climbs.
4: (laughs) I'm just like, it's dead, but I'm not stopping. I'm just going to grind up this thing.
3: Yeah. That's funny. So what do you say, Matt, you doing electronic shifting? I think if, if some,
2: yeah, I'm doing electronic shifting. I like, I love electronic shifting. It's great for me personally, but if you want to save money on a bike, you can save money there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that one Oh five mechanical is a great component set Mm -hmm. for people to consider. Yep. So,
3: what about for mountain bikes? You guys, you guys all in on this whole mountain bike electronic shifting thing that's coming down that's becoming more and more popular?
4: I think it's great. I, I don't, I don't have it. I never I, have I had it. I, I have it on my gravel it. bike, but not mountain. I have it on my gravel bike and my cyclocross bike. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, it's love good. it on my, on both of those. But uh, I don't have it on my mountain bike just because my bike didn't come with it. Otherwise, Correct. I would have it. There you go. <laughs>
2: All but right, your, new, your current mountain bike does not have electronic shifting. No. does not. Okay, I thought it would. Here's
3: the last one, Not yeah. to spend money on bike fits, but there's a caveat to that. They're saying don't necessarily go out and spend big money on a bike fit that's going to have all the fancy, all right. expensive gadgetry, you know, lasers and – body geometry crazy stuff like you're going to spend a lot of money for that kind of stuff and you can save a lot of money by going to an experienced bike fitter that knows what they're doing that maybe uses some basic tools like old school style and get you that fit all you need is a plumb bob and a protractor lance has been waiting the entire podcast to say that. what plumb bob what do you need Is a plumb bob you just need <laughs> what else a, bob need? And a protractor protractor a protractor you <laughs> <The old goniometer. laughs> <laughs> So what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that spending big money on a, a bike fit that uses all the latest and greatest high end technology and gadgetry to uh, get a bike fit is a little bit overkill?
2: I would say my blanket statement is that typically a bike fit is a good use of money getting comfortable in the bike and having sure. a good position. And if you go see someone that has some good experience, I'm not saying like which tools are better. I would say that the person needs Pop-pop. to be knowledgeable. They need to have a plumbing pop. And pop. They need, a, they need that protractor, <laughs> uh but no i think that also aerodynamically you can save a lot of sure speed well, that way when
3: was the last time you matt legrand had a bike fit
2: um it's probably been ch- 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 like eight years or something like that really okay how about you a long time maybe less than that maybe six six to eight years it's been a long time i've never had one. Oh wow that's what well that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> Maybe that's what
4: that's the problem.
2: And I could be so much faster. But here's the thing. I also think that there's more I could be wrong about this, but I think there's more value to newer cyclists. Because oh, yeah. you get that position yeah. figured out. You have you know, it's like like, oh, if I bike more than twenty miles my knee hurts and it's like I wonder if it's just a little tweak in the position and eventually you start to feel like this is what feels right to me. Like I can go set up a, I could grab a bike off the shelf here and probably set it up and be comfortable on it for 40 miles because I know about how my seat should feel and all these little things like the touch points of the bike, like you're talking about. And so that's, would it be better if I had a bike fit? Maybe not. I don't even know. Um, But I do think that there's, you know, when you start talking about like, time trial position and getting you know aerodynamic there might be something that a bike fitter can see that you might not be able to
3: that's the only time that i would have a bike fit going yeah. forward would be for a time trial bike in that position
2: um like people l- doing like their first Ironman. Yeah. that's when i did my like specific bike fit sure. i've done m- more since then but the first ironman i did i was like i need to be comfortable on this bike yeah. so
3: i've never done a formal bike fitting but i've had the opportunity to ride with a lot of people who either do fittings or work in the industry or whatnot and ask a bunch of questions and then riding the bike as much as I do I've just been able to kind of tinker with it and I know I can tell you what my measurements are all over the place and Mm -hmm. it may not be pretty but I know how it looks and I know how it feels and I know what's going on with my body too and I've got a lot of you know bumps and bruises that I've sustained over the years and I've had to accommodate for those and for what it's worth I think I've got a pretty good fit where I can generate good power and I've got the ability to maintain uh you know paces for long periods of time so my endurance is pretty good did you
2: adjust your fit after your crash
3: um that's a good question um not really no okay I actually went back to close to the same position, but to get back to that point took me a long time. And it's still no joke to this day. It still bothers my shoulder. Could I benefit from a different fit? Yeah. Could Maybe. I? Should I, race, should I have a little bit more stack in there to take a little bit of pressure off my shoulder? Probably. But that's going to slow me down, and that's not what I want. So
2: I also think, like, I have this theory, you know, I don't know anything for sure, but it's one of those things where it's like, I think you can almost train your body to a position. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, you know when you do a bike fit you're you're fitting the bike for your body for your position yep. versus like a lot of times where it's like okay if you want to slam the stem you can train your body to get there through stretching and being on the bike in that position and yep i think that there's some real value to that if you have a significant amount of time and you're not doing a Ironman 112 yeah. mile race and getting off and trying to run a marathon afterwards
3: yep. so yep, cool all right, anything else you guys want to add to that list of uh, where to save your money? Anything save
2: to your st- money. Stuff
3: that people are spending money on. What about them power meter things?
2: Love them.
4: <laughs> you don't need it. You mm.
3: sure don't, but if you want to be competitive or you want to have a every good
4: one idea. Every one of my bikes has one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on like what you're doing. It's it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, that's something that it would be great for my older brother to get. Like, he trains indoor on a Wahoo kicker core. So he understands power. Like he understands workouts based on power. It's like, Oh, it'd be nice for him to have that on the actual bike when you're racing. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough call.
3: Yeah. That's uh, that's one that needs to be on all my bikes. It drives me nuts when I ride the mountain bike and it's not on there. I'm like, Urgh! you know, cause right. Yeah.
2: I don't feel like I miss it that much on the mountain bike because I'm not working that hard on the mountain bike. It's more playtime for
3: you, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. playtime. Yeah. So I guess it's relevant to what how you're using your bike.
2: Um
3: but yeah, I, I I need to have one on there. It's worth the upgrade for me. And you can get some power meters that are pretty inexpensive know, these right? days that are maybe hundred and fifty n- bucks, yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. not the most reliable, but it's gonna get you in the ballpark and give you an idea of what you're doing. So
2: stages is pretty pretty yeah, reasonable.
3: Expensive. So um, here's another one that wasn't talked about, like ceramic bearings and ceramic bottom oh, yeah. bags. We've talked you're about this before, that and that's up. one where it gets really expensive, and, and are you getting good ROI there? We've talked about this before on the They're podcast. There are probably
2: better places to spend your money if you're just looking for, like, watts. But then we've had other people come on the show and argue, like, well, you're going to get durability benefits. You're yeah. going to get all these other things right. in addition to that.
4: I don't know. They are... Ceramic stuff is buttery smooth, those ceramic bearings, but it is not free.
3: No, no, <laughs> no. Good ceramic bottom bracket is going to cost you anywhere from 200 to 300 bucks, just depending upon the making, the brand, and all that other fun stuff.
4: And a non ceramic bottom bracket, mm, 40 bucks. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. It, and that can even be cheaper, but crazy stuff. Yeah. I can't think of
2: anything else down to that list. You guys want to move on?
3: Move on. Sure. Moving on. One last thing. Mr. Matt, you've always got something going.
2: I always have a video cuz I post videos once a week and we come on the podcast once a week. So last night, I think I was working late on getting a video out sure. for I'm counting that Sunday as part of last week's video. So that the uh, next, you know, sure. the next week. So it's it's so you can feel good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I haven't missed a week in 3 years. <laughs> By the skin of my teeth, I'm sneaking out <laughs> videos and I'm I'm like the the week is just going to get pushed out longer and longer until, yeah. But uh, it the video is all about a watch called the Polar Ignite 2. I am also giving the watch away in the video so you guys can learn about the watch, put your name in the hat for getting that watch as a giveaway. It's a fun video. Um, going over all the details, fun stuff like that, and uh, you should check it out.
3: Is that the one that you were wearing when we did our ride together? Mm-hmm, right, probably. I won't spoil anything that you said on that ride, but cool
2: yeah no i mean i'll tell p- i'm yeah i mean uh i said on the ride specifically it's not for us not for us it's built for i think more of a casual kind of exerciser okay. potential person yeah so if you do a lot of outside stuff your visibility on the watch is not as good it's also a raise to wake which i find super annoying uh, i much prefer having a watch you know that's always yeah. on yeah so what are you wearing yeah. right now? Seven forty five? This is actually the Garmin Forerunner fifty five. Oh, the fifty five? Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty small display, but I'm really excited to do at least one more video with this before I actually have to send this back to Garmin. I should have sent it back like months ago, probably. Ah.
3: Yeah. Is there anybody on YouTube who reviews more watches than Matt Legrand?
2: There might be. There's a couple people. There's uh Des Fit, there's Ray Maker. But have you do ever heard they of do as many nope. watches you
3: do all oh, no. of the watches no
2: they do they they do way more than i do um chase the summit is uh dave Dillon. he does way more watches really than I do. all these guys do significantly more watches than i do huh yeah so they're they're a handful of people we all know each other any more they pet do.
3: projects coming down the pipeline anything kind of like off the beaten path um, you, you will come out with these things every have, now and then but i
2: have a video that i, I want to talk to you about and it's bike lights and bike sure. visibility at certain distances with lights and stuff like that and the reason I want to talk to you about it is because I have two lenses that are like these the cheap anamorphic lenses. Sure. And I think the video like it's almost like we're making the topic to do the camera stuff. Because I, I mean, <laughs> anamorphic lenses have like those really long flares, like the like the standard like transformer movies. Oh, yeah, you have okay. like the flares everywhere. Right. <laughs> so I'm totally gonna have that's my goal is to have like a transformer esque <laughs> movie. With lens flares. Love it. With uh, bike lights. And and yeah, I think the topic's going to be fun. And I'm going to talk about the um, brand that you have here. Nog? Uh, Nog Lights. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're from Australia. And uh, I'll give away some lights as Sweet. well. So yeah. Cool. So I nice. look forward to it. Whenever I get around to making that, which is a couple weeks away at least. And so. I get to help?
0: I would love for you to help. You because, promise?
2: Yeah, because it's going to be cool. It's going to be like bike around with these cameras and maybe like have one car with bikes i don't know how we're gonna do it but it's gonna be fun
3: can lance come too
2: (laughs) yeah i'll be in the car (laughs) filming (laughs) or you can be on the bike it'll be cool i'll be the talent you'll be the talent
3: (laughs) hey lance hepler one last thing
4: um i'm starting a brand new youtube channel where all i do is review watches and and film with lens flares lens flare watch (laughs)
2: Watch it's out, man, all right? It's That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. At least crush one,
4: it. I'm going to do a video every three days just to just to crush it. And here's the funny part
2: you would, you would do great. <laughs> I'd do great. If you put I don't out, know anything about this. Put, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. If you matter. put a video out once every three days, <laughs> throw some lens flares in there, you would surpass my subscribers in a couple months. I'm, and Easy. I'm only
4: going to shoot with my iPhone on selfie mode. There you go. <laughs> just, just like this. Hey. And look at this watch.
3: <laughs> Speaking of Lance Hepler videos, do yourself a favor. Oh, go to yeah. Dow podcast on Facebook, and you'll see the video. We, we reposted it there so you can watch it. It was pretty stinking funny.
4: It was my jaunt through Alabama. <laughs> southern Alabama, piggly wiggly. Piggly Running with a little wiggly. bit of crime. I have a video. <laughs> I, have a, I have another video I shot that shows, like... The, the discarded weapon in the parking place. What? And a pair of shoes with a crowbar sitting next to it. Yeah, it was way worse than I thought. I'm making fun of it. Alabama, did is you have to fantastic. turn that over as evidence? No. The, I, I actually, no, I should have videoed the escape if I was quick enough. Did, I did, have you, did you see hey, this you all
3: going on? Hey, what do you, know, uh, do you know uh, Hey, do you know Matt LeGrand? You know hey, hold on a second. Yeah. I got a question for you. <laughs>
2: that could have worked. He probably knew me. Good anyway, times. He probably
3: wouldn't have known me. Yeah. Is that your one last thing? Yeah, I got nothing. Nice. I am leaving this joint. What? I am taking off. I'm going camping again. Ah, that's so good. To a better I'll place this time? Yes, it's <laughs> our family favorite. This is like the the, the pinnacle of our, our the camping. Lost Lake? Yeah, we're going up to Lost Lake. Oh, okay, cool. And then I'm going to go down to Ben for a couple of days for Camden. She's going to be playing uh, in a soccer tournament. That's my youngest. Are so you taking your mountain bike? I'm taking my gravel bike, unless you say otherwise. I was thinking gravel. It's, it's so a, that's
4: a... Toss Th- up. that's a toss-up yeah but you have you ever ridden any of the trails in Phil's yeah
3: you've ridden fills yeah
4: that's
3: that's good it's probably been a good five years though since i've ridden there but and that's the only time i've ever been to bend but i figured if i brought the gravel bike i can see more stuff if i want to ride on the road and ride on the gravel ride on some trails yeah you could, yeah yeah so i can work. only take one bike because we've got everybody yeah, going everybody, so. yeah
4: you gotta have room for all that
2: how long are you gonna be gone
3: uh, we will be camping from Tuesday afternoon until Friday, and then Friday we're going to jet down to Bend for a couple days for the tournament on Saturday and Sunday, and then we'll be back Sunday evening, afternoon, somewhere in there. So, so you'll
2: be back for the podcast.
3: I'll be back for the podcast. And then a week from Wednesday. Do you know what that is?
2: No. Maybe no?
4: Like it's the oh, wait, one wait. Last thing. Is this the start of the 100-day challenge? So a week from,
3: week from Tuesday. Oh. That's the second part of this. So oh.
4: the week from Wednesday would be one year for – Jake Vaughn during riding every single day, at least an hour with Sean
3: Martin. Yes, sir. Wow. 365 freaking days in a row. Sean Martin and I have ridden our bikes for at least one hour.
2: We're going to start the 100 day challenge soon.
3: Starts a week from Tuesday, which. Dang it, it, man. I feel like
2: (laughs) it's a, a, I don't know. It's going to be great. I had such, I had a great time last year. Did you finish it last year? I finished it last year. Good job. I finished it last year, but it's just like, it's a commitment. It is. There's Last a lot year of I, had, I had no hesitation. This year I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people really that were asking about that, that, and
3: they want something like that on their calendar to challenge them. Like, there's a lot of people out there that their season's kind of done; they're not going to be racing cyclocross, and yeah. they're just kind of looking for something, kind of aimlessly searching around. And hey, I'll ride my bike for 100 days.
2: I gotta Why get not? my I gotta get my wife involved on this. Sure, gotta pitch it to the family. Yeah, Yuck. yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably do it. <laughs>
3: You should, uh, you should live stream it on your channel. Yeah. Yeah, good times to stream it. We're rambling on in here. Selfie but mode, in selfie mode. selfie With lens flares. Lens
2: flare. <laughs> Where's the lens flare button? Where's the lens flare? I need a
3: lens flare button. There's an app for that, right? <laughs> right on. So yeah, uh, but the real one last thing is not all that other stuff, but that we will be starting the um, – the dialed 100. That'll be 100 consecutive days of writing, and that will start on August 10th is tomorrow. but So, no, August 17th is when it's going to start. So Sean and I actually – no, hold on a second here. Am I getting this wrong? Yeah, it starts on the 17th, and Sean and I will finish our 365 days on the 18th the question remains whether or not he and I will actually partake will. or stop or take a day off or do 99 days instead of hundred. Um, knowing Sean and knowing me will probably just you keep just carrying on. And Cause finish. then you'll also
2: have a calendar year. There's some nice things to have. No,
3: I'm not doing calendar year. F that noise. What <laughs> calendar year is great, man. <laughs> no, I don't, I've already done a year, man. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, but yeah, so if you want to join yeah. us, I will be posting this up. We'll put it up on all the channels, we'll put it up on the dialed, um, podcast facebook group we'll put it up in the dialed cycling pages and cool. all that other stuff on strava if you want to follow along and play on strava you can join dialed cycling on there and uh, yeah we'll get everybody rolling on that should be a lot of fun anything else guys that's it love your fellow man
0: <laughs> all right <laughs>
3: <laughs> i was gonna say something about this bottle of yellow stuff and that has sitting in front of them but we'll leave it at that Anyhow. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Until then, bye for now.